You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to wrap up our series, Losing My Religion. Had some great stuff from Jeff and Brent, and some of the things I'm going to share today, they kind of dovetail away from some of the things they said. Today we're going to talk about rules. You know, I think the way we all miss it with rules is the overemphasis, but not all of us overemphasize in the same way. We're going to talk good, we're going to talk bad, we're going to try to cover it all, okay? So let's first start with some scripture. Matthew chapter 23. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. Wow. For they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside. And they wear robes with extra long tassels. And they love to sit at the head table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace and to be called rabbi. So Jesus is saying that the Pharisees and those religious leaders, they are the teachers of the law that they need to listen to. Okay, that, that, that sounds about right. But then he says, listen to what they're telling you about the law, but don't follow the way they live or all these other things that they're adding and all those scriptures that they, they put in those boxes on their arms. He's saying that they're good as long as they're sticking to the law, but they've added all these other rules, and those are not the ones that we need to be concerned with. And so here I think is the defining characteristic of a man-made religion is an overabundance of rules, an overemphasis on rules. Okay, so let me start here, first of all, by saying this because I think someone's going to misunderstand me if I don't say this really direct. Rules are good. Rules are beneficial. Rules are necessary, okay? Just think about, think about traffic rules, okay? And, and not just laws, but just rules, you know? Like, it's a good thing we got traffic lights, right? If we didn't have traffic lights, you come up to an intersection, what do you do? You just blow through it. Problem is, cross traffic does the same thing. We're going to have a lot of accidents. Or have you ever thought about this one? And I'm sure it's in, in that book that I had to study, you know, back when I was getting ready for my, for my driver's exam, but I don't really remember it. I almost feel like it's just something that I kind of picked up, you know, as I was growing up. This rule that we drive on the right side of the road. Now in the UK, they drive on the left, right? But here we drive on the right. Imagine if that rule didn't exist, then highways and interstates, and roads, they would just be one path and everybody just try to get down it the best they could. Now it's not just for safety, but think about how slow you would have to drive on an interstate if it was just one huge lane and everybody was just going on any, any side they wanted to. You would have to drive really slow to make sure that you didn't hit anyone. See, it's not just, the rules aren't just to protect us, but also to just help us in life help us to do things better, quicker, whatever. Relationships have rules also, right? 
I mean, if, if you've got, uh, you got a little brother that's uh, maybe about to go on his first date, you know, you might give him some pointers. Like one would probably be brush your teeth, right? Always brush your teeth before a date. You know, because one, you don't want to gross your, you know, the person out that you're dating, you know, and you, you might be hoping for a kiss sometime that night too, right? And so, so th there are rules like that, right? Okay, but here's the thing. Rules are elementary. Rules are to help us begin. Rules are the things we do to just get started, but we can't just stick with the rules. We should grow past following the letter of the law and following the rules to really get the whole thing. Like, like that rule about brushing your teeth. Okay, that's a good thing before a date, right? But you know what? The whole purpose of the rule is to, you know, to not have bad breath, right? So if, you know, you're going to Olive Garden, it doesn't matter how many times you brush your teeth before you pick up, you know, the girl that you're taking out. You know, by the time you eat at Olive Garden, you no longer have minty fresh breath anymore. So, you know, you might actually also want to have some, you know, some gum or a Tic Tac or something in your pocket, right? So it's really not enough to just go by the rules. You want to get the spirit of the rule and think about this also is no one wants a relationship that has just devolved into a list of rules. No one wants a relationship that is only about rules, and that includes God. God doesn't want a relationship with me. God doesn't want a relationship with you that is only about rules. We have to grow beyond the rules because we also have rules and spiritual things as well. The rules I'm really talking about is not those in the Old Testament, but I'm, I'm talking about our spiritual disciplines, the ones that, you know, help us get stronger and all those things. Now, if you Google spiritual disciplines, you'll find long lists, and I think they're really kind of basically five, and you can argue with me, that'll be fine, because nowhere in the Bible does it say that, but I think all the others, they kind of, they kind of are just sub parts of those five, you know, and these things. Read the Bible, pray, and work some fasting in with your praying from time to time, gathering like fellowship and those kinds of things, worship, corporate worship where we're all together, like we're going to be real soon now, and also your individual times that you give thanks, and then giving. And not just giving sporadically, but systematically, like, like stewardship where I'm a giver and I'm involved in that. And, and so, and I think everything else that we need to do as a Christian to to be who we say we are and to be strong and to have a great relationship with God, it fits under those five things. But do I have to do all of those things to be a Christian? Do I have to do all those five things and maybe those other things that kind of fit that? Do I have to do that? You know, that's not the right question. You know, I, I saw a story not too long ago, a news story about a kind of a mini celebrity. You, you know what a mini celebrity is, right? It's someone that uh, we all kind of know, but we don't know why we all kind of know them, right? We don't know why they're popular, why, why they're famous, we don't know. So they're not a celebrity for any good reason necessarily. And if I called their name, you would know them, you would, you would, you would know their name. But I saw this story about how they had struggled with, with some things in their life. And, and uh, they, found, they found this religious leader that told them, you don't have to read the Bible every day to be a Christian. Now, that's a a good beginning of an answer, okay? Because, no, I don't think you're going to go to hell if you don't read the Bible every day. 
But that's not the full answer. And I want to give the benefit of the doubt to this religious leader who said this because probably he did go on, but they, they kind of cut it off and just said that little part because that's all that really fit, right? They didn't want to hear that other part. But no, you may not have to read the Bible every day, but that's not the question to ask. When we ask, what is the least we can do to be a Christian? That's not a relationship. That's a religion of rules. Having an attitude of the least possible effort will destroy any relationship. Your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your family. Having this attitude of what's the least possible effort I can give is going to destroy. So let's, let's not seek after religion of rules. But as Jeff talked about, let's go after the relationship. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples, all right? Now, imagine you're married, if you're not married, okay? If you're married, you don't have to imagine that part, right? Imagine your spouse has to go away for a week on a, a business trip. You drop them off at the airport, you know, you do the, the kiss and go kind of a thing. And as you're climbing back in the car and your spouse is getting to the door, they, they turn around and they say, oh, I forgot to tell you, I left you a note on the kitchen table. So you get home, you see the notes there, but you just kind of slide it out of the way and say, I'll read it later. You get a text from your spouse and you think, I don't have time for that. I'll read it later. You get more texts. You get phone calls. For the next week, you get texts and phone calls. That note's still laying there, all of that. But you just ignore all of it, right? So then the question, like the question we just asked a few moments ago, the question is, if I ignore all that, if I don't read all of that, am I still married? Well, yeah, probably, but I'd probably have to know your spouse a little bit better to know if uh, they consider you still to be married, right? But I can guarantee you this. You better not be late when you pick them up at the airport at the end of that week. After all that ignoring of the phone calls and all those kinds of things, right? And can't you imagine when you do pick them up? What, what is that ride home going to be like, right? Why did you not answer my phone calls? Why did you not call me back? And so you've got to come up with lame excuses about why you've got to apologize. You, you know, you've, you're probably going to have to have some gifts in the car or something, right? Something to make up for it. You've you, you got to figure out some way to do that. You know, when we don't read or pay attention to the messages that are sent to us, it's going to be detrimental to our relationship, isn't it? When we aren't responsive to those messages, when we don't pay attention, when we ignore it's going to be detrimental to our relationship. Now, am I talking about marriage or am I talking about relationship with God? Both, all of, the, all of the above. And so when we don't read, we don't read God's word, we're ignoring his messages to us. What's that gonna do to our relationship? But then imagine, okay, you know, you, you finally get your spouse to, you know, forgive you and everything and get off that subject. And then you start telling them about your week. You won't believe the week I had at home. The garage door, I couldn't get it to work all week long. I couldn't get it to work. It just had problems. And your spouse says, oh, well, you have to do that thing with it. And so you're like, you mean you knew that it was messed up and you didn't tell me? And your spouse said, no, that's what I wrote you the note for and I put on the table. You didn't read the note? And then you're like, okay, now, now I understand. And so what you realize is, man, if you'd have just read, your week would have been a lot better, right? And then you go on and you say, but 
you're not going to believe this. Wednesday morning, I get out of bed. I go, go to the shower. I get all lathered up, and the water goes off. And then I check into it and find out it was scheduled maintenance. The water company knew they were going to turn the water off, and they didn't tell us. Why, why did they not tell us? And your spouse said, you didn't read the text? They called me while I was out of town, and I text you over and over and left you voicemails letting you know that the water was going to turn off at 7 a.m. that morning. You didn't listen, and then you realize, wait a minute, if I had just read, if I had just paid attention, if I had just been connected. You see, when, when, when we read, when we take in the messages that God gives us, we help ourselves have a better life. When we ignore them, we miss the opportunity to know how to handle situations, to have his wisdom, to have his direction. One more example, and then we'll wrap this up, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Castaway or not. For those who haven't, let me give you a little brief synopsis. Tom Hanks plays a manager in, uh, in the FedEx Corporation. He travels the world, setting things up, doing trainings and whatever. And one day he is on one of their cargo planes. Uh, I think he's coming home, if I remember right. And uh, this cargo plane is full of boxes, you know, to be delivered to somebody somewhere in the world, right? All these different places. The plane goes down in the ocean. He's the only survivor. He gets washed up on the beach of an uninhabited island. And uh, so now he's trying to figure out what to do, right? And then some of the boxes from this cargo plane crash, they begin to wash up on the beach. Now, at first, he starts grabbing the boxes, and he's kind of sorting them like, okay, when they rescue me, I'm going to get these boxes delivered, you know? And, and so he's kind of, so he's still, you know, being a manager, right? And then after a while, he realizes, I'm not going to be rescued for a while. And so he starts opening the boxes to see if there are things in there that, that you know, he can use that can help him, you know, make it until it, maybe he is rescued. He f opens one, he finds ice skates. And, you know, you first think, I can't use that. But then he uses just the blades. He uses them for a, a knife. He uses it for kind of like a, a hatchet, you know. Uh, he opens another box, and there's this... Uh, party dress, frilly with lots of netting on it. He uses the nets for, uh, to catch fish there in the lagoon. And then he opens another, and it's a volleyball. And this volleyball becomes really important to Tom Hanks' character for the rest of the time that he's on this island. But in all the boxes, not one single box includes a Bible. Not one single box. Okay. Now, it's not, it's not a religious movie, but put yourself there as a Christian, as a Christ follower. What are you going to do? You're there. Open all the boxes. There's no Bible. You lost your cell phone in the plane crash. So you have no, what are you going to do? How, how do you maintain that relationship with God? I, I think you work really hard to not forget the scriptures that you know. And you're thankful for the scriptures that you did commit to memory when times were good and you had the time to do that. And that's a lesson for us right now because probably no one listening to me is ever going to be marooned on an island. But you're going to come to a time that you're going to have some situations, some circumstance in your life that you're going to need a promise. You're going to need something out of the Bible. You're going to need some encouragement and not have the time to go grab the Bible or even pull it up on your phone. And you're going to need to just dig into what you've stored away in your mind and in your heart. 
And, and if you haven't done that, you're going to have nothing there. And so, so, so do that now while times are good, while you have the opportunity. Store those things away, okay? And then you're going to have to work hard, harder, because all those scriptures that, man, I can't research, I can't go deeper than that. I can't look for a companion scripture. I can't look for, you know, the background on all this. I remember this scripture, but I don't remember the context. You can't go with that. And so it's going to make it a little harder to maintain your relationship with God, right? What, what did we just say? We just said, without the Bible, it's going to be harder to maintain a relationship with God. Without the Bible in my life, it is harder to maintain a relationship with God. But we're not talking about just maintaining. You see, the Bible helps our relationship with God get richer, deeper, stronger. Every time we read it and learn something new about God, every time the Holy Spirit opens our mind to see a scripture like we've never seen it before, it enables us to go to another place, a deeper place with God, a more rich relationship in some way in our life. So let's ditch the religion of rules. Don't read the Bible, pray, gather, worship, give, because it's a rule. But do all those things because we're Christians and it's what we do. You know, when, when, when you date, you know, and maybe you brush your teeth, you get cleaned up, you open the door for her if you're a guy, you know, maybe you buy, maybe you go to Dutch Street, whatever, you know, all the things you do. You do that because you're dating, right? In the same way, these are the things we do because we're in relationship with God. Not because they are rules, but because this is who we are. Let's pray. And let's make up our mind. Let's, all the stuff that you've heard over the last five weeks, and if you missed a sermon, go back and get them. They're right there on YouTube. You can find them. All those things we've heard over the last five weeks. Let's make up our mind to not chase religion. Let's lose the religion. Let's go after relationship. God, I thank you that you didn't want to give me a list of rules. You've given us some to help us get started. But that wasn't your purpose. You wanted relationship with us. Jesus didn't die. You didn't send your son to die so that we could have a list of rules, but so that we could have relationship with you. And God, help us to ditch the, 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 the least amount of effort attitude. And God, really, really go after not just doing enough to be called a Christian, but to go after the depth of relationship, the richness of relationship that you really want us to have. Help us, God, to, to remember to read, to pray, to gather, to worship, and to give. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.